What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 320th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. Your host, SBJ, with me on this Sunday, Sunday, Sunday is Micah, Micah, Micah. Oh, what an intro. That was good, wasn't it? I feel so important. This is is what happens when I don't wake up last minute and start recording. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm not as exciting as monster trucks, but I'll take a monster truck intro any day of the week. M- monster intro for a monster co-host. <laughs> I I can't tell if I should take offense to that or not. I don't know either. I'll choose not to. I think it was it was leaning towards positive, not negative. Okay, all right. On the uh, Richter scale. The Richter scale. <laughs> Have you ever uh, seen monster trucks? Yeah. Um. Live? I think once when I was young, I think so. Yeah. Okay. I mean, like I I was into Gravedigger probably for about two weeks, and then I was oh, over man. it. Oh man, I feel like if you you could know nothing about monster trucks and you could still know who Gravedigger is. Gravedigger was like around the time where like the Attitude Era of wrestling was also huge. Yeah, it's like monster. Under he's like the Undertaker of monster trucks. <laughs> Uh, it's just us. Everyone else is either at Gen Con or is sick or is on vacation. So it's just Mike and I today. But that's okay. Uh, we don't have we don't have that much news. So we're gonna cover what we do have, and I think that'll probably wrap it up. It would be weird to do like an eight eighth anniversary show without Will. So we'll wait till Will gets back, which should be next week. Uh, he is one of the few at Gen Con. And then for anyone who have sent in emails or whatever, we'll tackle those next week. Unless for some reason there's just a bunch of news that drops and we have to dedicate the show to that. But if you haven't already and you want to send an email or just have a question, comment, concern, uh, you can go to PokemonPodcast.com and hit the contact button. Or you can go to, or you can just email sbj at pkmncast.com. But, uh... You ready to talk about some Pokemon news here, Micah? Oh, you know it. All right. Am I ever. First bit of news here is off uh, PokemonLegendary.com. I make this joke all the time, but uh, this is an official Pokemon website. (laughs) 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 But uh, they have uh, Kroger and Groupon are now available here. My favorites. uh, At... GameStop or Game, depending. I don't know why it took me to the uh the the Europe one and not the U.S. one. Here we go. GameStop. Sorry, Europe customers. I'm gonna read the U.S. version. Uh, Games- I mean, it's pretty much the same thing, right? It's it is. Yeah. One one less word. Uh, they, yeah, they couldn't afford the stop part. Um, <laughs> so available at GameStop August third through the 26th the legendary duo Kyogre and Groudon have dominated the land and sea since original appearing in the Hoenn Rian Hoenn confirmed get them via a code from your participating GameStop Ultra Sun Ultra Moon players can get uh, Ultra Sun and Pokemon Sun players can get Kyogre Ultra Moon and Moon players can get Groudon Ultra versions will come with a golden bottle cap the I thought the uh, Sun and Moon versions come with a regular bottle cap, but it doesn't actually say on I don't Pokemon's think so. website. I have my card right here. 
Oh, okay. If you want me to look at it. One second. Sure, I'll read the moves here. The level 100 Kyogre will have uh, Origin Pulse, Ice Beam, Water Spout, and Call Mine. And the level 60 will have Ice Beam, Origin Pulse, Call Mine, and Muddy Water. And then the Groudon will have uh, level 100 Percipi? Per- Percipice Blades? Wait. Pers- per- Precipice? Precipice Blades? What? What is a precipice? It's like uh, the... The it's like the the edge. Oh, like it's edge. Like the like sharp. The yeah, like well, yeah, like the the precipice of the I don't know. Like it's a, like the end of the the edge of the cliff. Like giving somebody a paper cut. No. Oh, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> not not the same. Uh, Earth power, fire punch, and swords dance, and then the level sixty will know earthquake, uh, paper cut blades, bulk up. And solar beam. Did good you, good your... move set, I think, right? Sure. I don't yeah. know much about <laughs> I'm not a big competitive guy, but it sounds like a good move set. You know, uh, I've actually never heard of precipice blades yeah, I before didn't... at all. We talked about this off the podcast, but below below this beautiful uh below this beautiful information of how to get Kyogre and Groudon of the moves and you know, go to mystery gift, receive gift, enter code, rives in your game. Uh, see the delivery person. Underneath all that on PokemonLegendary.com, there's a little uh, button that says Kyogre and Groudon Legendary Pokemon Pins 2-Pack. And then it says Get Details. And then it takes you to another official Pokemon website called PokemonCenter.com uh, where you could buy Kyogre and Groudon for you know, $13.99, two of these like bronze pins. And I, we talked about this, and I didn't care about the pins at all. Until they started selling out, and now I care. <laughs> That's how that goes. That's marketing one hundred and one. But like, I supply and demand. Like pins are kind of useless, right? Yeah. Like they don't. Like, everything's useless. But the plushes on my couch are useless. <laughs> but like, I was like, ah, you know, whatever pins. And then now they're like. The Dialga Palkia ones are sold out. The Heatran Regigigas is sold out. Lugia and Ho-Oh are sold out. Sold out. Xerneas Evitel sold out. Sogalia Lunala sold out. Who's left? Tornadus uh, and Thunderous. Kyogre Groudon, wow. Latias, Latias. Reshiram, Zekram, and Raikou and Entei are available. But, like, what's the point? At? Like, five of them are already sold out. What's the point now? True. Like, if you had started collecting them... And you got everyone for the first like three months, then maybe there would be some drive to continue to collect them. But if you're if you're coming in this late <laughs> and you can't get the others, there's not much of a point at this. Yeah, you're on the you're on the precipice of <laughs> not not being able to get all of them. So I'm definitely it's an not all, worth it. I'm definitely an all or nothing kind of guy too. Yeah, I I'm I'm the same way. It's like. I, if I can't do it all, then I'm just not going to do it. <laughs> but, but it's also pins. Like, I yeah, don't know. It, yeah, that's true. Pins are cool when they're very specific things that I'm interested in. But I have like I have a Mimikyu pin that I got out of the, the TCG Mimikyu box, yeah. which is cool. But other than that, I can't really think of a another like like pins of Pokemon that I would put on things. I think my problem. I know that a lot of people like them, but yeah, I like pins, but I don't ever know where to put them. 
Yeah. Like, I feel like I can put them on my backpack or a lanyard, but then I always am super worried that it's going to clip on something and then the I'm going to lose the pin or I'm going to lose the back of the pin, which is like your pin is now useless unless you have a back part. I would guess that there are probably people who collect pins probably have like a, I don't know, like, like a, a locking display or something or oh, yeah, some cool. kind of, yeah. you know, put them up in the put them up in the display. I don't know. I don't know enough about pin collecting. So we need to get a Disney fan on the show. Isn't that like a don't Disney people collect pins? Do they? Yeah. I think that was like I a Disney World thing where they have pins and stuff. I know PAX is all about those pins. Yeah, but I believe they got up on stage and said, we ripped this off from Disney World. <laughs> okay. I think that's what they actually said at one point. So, real quick aside, uh, there are Ultra Beast plush at Pokemon Center now that I'm actually here. And they have that Nihiligo plush that we saw at Madison Regionals for 20 bucks, And the people at Madison Regionals were selling that Nihiligo for $45. But Oh my gosh. There it is. You know, don't pay the import fee. <laughs> <laughs> you don't they have, have the to. uh stack attacker too right they do yeah i don't it, remember is that up on the it is yeah. all all the ultra beasts okay. are up there and pokemon center must be doing really really well because they keep releasing new stuff unless it's just easy for them to be like well all right this is all the leftovers from japan let's throw them up yeah. on throw them i'm up sure on the website maybe to some degree a factor but um yeah but usually new stuff multiple times a month all right next bit of news here a little bit of Pokemon Go news, like always. Uh, this was from August 2nd off PokemonGoLive.com. Earn more bonuses during this special trading event. Trainers, whether you are seeking a new Pokedex entry or waiting the arrival of lucky Pokemon, you will have a chance to enjoy special bonuses starting August 2nd. Uh, all trades, including special trades, will cost 25% less Stardust to complete. This lasts until August 19th. Um, this applies to all friends, even brand new ones. You can earn more candy during every trade, netting up to six candies total. Plus, keep an eye out for when you encounter a Pokemon currently not in your Pokedex, as you will receive triple XP when you gain a new entry. So grab your friends and make memorable trades. Stay safe and ha happy exploring. I guess this news also comes with the... Uh, with the... Uh, I guess not announcement because they didn't really announce this unless they did on Twitter and I just missed it. Uh, but there is now shiny Snubble and shiny Houndour in the game, uh, as well as they finally added Spinda uh, to the game as well, which you can get through a, what are they called? Field research? Yeah, the old field research. We this, did this. We we did this. Uh, we 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 found said Spinda. It is it is it does exist. Apparently, there are eight models of Spinda added to the game. Only one is available right now. It's the one that with the with the dot the the spot, uh, right but right below its mouth. Some people are calling it a like a the goatee Spinda. Yeah, that I've seen, but uh, I, no one has found the other seven. So I don't think. I think they're in the game, but actually not available. Um, but this is the first time in a while that Niantic is able to surprise us with one Spinda and with two, adding two new shinies without people just jumping jumping to conclusion or being like, it's shiny nightis time. Let's all take off work and start hunting <laughs> this. shiny -itis. 
Uh, yeah, uh, so they they snuck him in, which is always cool because uh, I like to be surprised. Can I can I be honest? Can I get like a a like a really quick nitpick out of the way? Yeah, I don't like this spin to pattern. Oh no, I agree with you. Just because it's too like when I think too about symmetric. spinda, I think yes, I think about like asymmetry, and it's way too symmetrical. It's like kind of weird to look, like. It doesn't look like spinda to me, really. But other than that, it's cool to have Spinda. It's cool to see Spinda in the game and to see, like, I didn't even see, usually I'll see, like, Silk Road uh, leaks or, like, what the Pokemon looks like before it's released. And I know what I'm looking for, but I didn't even see what it looked like before I actually saw it in the game myself, which I feel like is rare. Yeah, I think... In this day and age of Pokemon Go. I think Niantic is, is, is getting its groove down of, like... I mean, we we all know the Celebi thing was very very much spoiled for us, uh, you know, a month before Pokemon Go Fest, right? But to just like wake up and be like, oh man, there's two new shinies and Spindas here is awesome. Uh, and this event was was cool. I mean, not everyone was a fan of this event, of course. There were people being like, this is boring. Pass. What a what a lame event. But I mean, it's a good. I th- you talk, you're talking specifically about the like trading event? Yeah, yeah. A lot of people were very. A, a lot of people were. A lot of vocal people were very down on this. And trading to me is like the coolest thing right now, especially yeah. to piggyback off lucky trades, because I think you kind hmm, prior to lucky Pokemon, I thought, what would we even trade at this point, right? Because like. I think the person I play Pokemon Go the most with is you. And we would always, always, always joke about trading prior to trading coming out, right? Because we've been playing this game for two years. Right. <laughs> so, like, you would catch, you know, something I didn't have or I would catch something you didn't have. I can't remember what you were looking for forever. Oh, we were talking about this last night at dinner where I had at one point, like, eight Mewtwo's before you had one because I was part of the, you know, quote-unquote beta program and... Because I kept going to the same locations, I kept getting invited back from Mewtwo, and the joke always was, was like, oh, I'll just trade you one, but there was no trading. <laughs> and yeah. since then, you've gotten Mewtwo, and I think most, I think we, we both have, you know, pretty full Pokedexes with, uh, without, with the exception of, like, Relicanth or whatever, Tropius, Tropius, however you say it. And so, like... I was always thinking, like, what would we even trade at this point besides maybe, like, one or two shinies? But that's not even, that's not, like, enough to trade, right? Like, okay, we traded a shiny. Okay, I guess we'll see you in six months, maybe when we have, like, one other weird thing to trade. Right. But for them to add, like, lucky Pokemon makes trading, like, more more exciting, I guess, in a way. To be like, oh, this could possibly be lucky. Or here, let me give you this really old Pokemon for that really old Pokemon. And then to do an event to even encourage that even more to the point where, like, last night at dinner, we were like, let's try trading Mewtwo's because it's a little bit cheaper and let's see if these are lucky and that would be really cool if they're not. And if if not, no big deal. But I don't know. Uh, I, I I really like trading. I think it's a, it's a cool way of, like, making all the Pokemon in your decks, not in your decks, but in your collection, like, not worth something, but, like, they're just not sitting there collecting dust at this point. You're like, oh, I can right. hold on to this. So when I finally see uh, Rochelle in six months, I can be like, this is a Pokemon you love. So I, I hacked in Hoopa into my Pokemon Go. 
Uh, I changed the date to 2016. <laughs> and so when I trade you this Hoopa, it's going to be lucky. If I could for Rochelle, I would. <laughs> the only time I would ever hack my Pokemon Go ever. Yeah, I I think it's I think it's cool. I when they released trading, I got really in, interested in like I felt like I was a kid in school again with my link cable and my Game Boy like looking for other kids that I went to school with like I have Vulpix and I need a Sandshrew or whatever whatever like trying to find people that had the Pokemon that I need that I couldn't get that and Pokemon that wanted Pokemon that I had that they wanted and that became really fun to me for like the completing the collection aspect of it but it not that it was a problem for me because I don't really care either way about actually uh battling in the game but it created this kind sort of an issue of like well what do you use stardust on because it costs stardust to trade it costs stardust to boost your pokemon there were some people who were like concerned about trading because it cost a lot of stardust and they're powering up all their t-tars or whatever <laughs> so i think it's nice to have an event where it gives a reduction to that and it encourages people to trade more like people are more inclined to be like like last night not that it i would be concerned about you know having enough stardust to boost all my t-tars but last night when we're sitting Tyranitar, at our steakhouse i'm well i'm i'm saying it because we're talking about pokemon go if we weren't talking about the pokemon go it would be tyranitar oh, okay but okay. everybody you, knows the official wanna, pokemon go name is t-tar you don't want to confuse as anyone per the, yeah right correct if I if I needed Stardust for for boosting, then it, at the steakhouse I may have been like, uh, I'm I'm more interested in it now because it's reduced. Like there's a reduced cost for it because of this event, and it costs what seventy five Stardust to trade like Pokemon that we have just to that we both have and see. That's not like a special Pokemon. Yeah, and it also encouraged us to like. Like we traded a bunch of old Pokemon back and forth just to get lucky Pokemon, and it, I mean, it's so cheap. Like, why wouldn't we? <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's fun that way. And initially, I didn't really care that much about lucky Pokemon, and I still have like concerns about what that's going to do to the trading economy in the game in the long run when shiny Pokemon get old enough to have higher lucky chances. But I think it's still cool to have like. Pokemon amongst friends, trading Pokemon amongst friends and, you know, with you and with Becky and you and Irene and whoever to get Pokemon, like Pokemon that are memories for us or from playing the game in 2016 or in last year or whatever and have those lucky Pokemon. That is definitely cooler to me than I thought it, not that I didn't think it would be, but it's cooler than I guess I expected it to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I just get personally frustrated when an an event like this comes out and people are upset because it doesn't fit their agenda and I get frustrated because I'm a, I have an understanding that there are multiple ways people play games and not every event needs to like apply to you to make it like worthwhile um so it's like both worthwhile uh, How yeah, wild are we talking? Very, very, very wild. Um, <laughs> so it's 
it's like both a blessing and a curse to be so ingrained in the Pokemon community and then see like how excited people get about stuff and then how upset people get about stuff. Because literally like three weeks ago, people were over the moon for trading. And now three weeks later, people are very upset that this new event in Pokemon Go is about trading. And I know, <laughs> I know it's not the same people, right? It's just like stuff rises to the top. And we've talked about this before. Uh, but also, like, people are now screaming for Gen 4 uh, in Pokemon Go, and, you know, yeah, what, but that's like, whether it comes or not just... in the next, you know, week, d- tomorrow, the next week, the next month, the next year, uh, it'll eventually come, but, I mean, like, sometimes it's also nice to be like, okay, cool, this event exists, it's not an event where it's like 48 hours, you need to go out before this event ends, because we've had plenty of those. Um, and I bring that up because anytime a 48 hour event is happening or even a week event, I feel like both you and I drop everything to do this event and it's, it's fun. I love it. I, I definitely do. But when you have event after event after event, you're just like, I need a break. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. (laughs) And this is an event where like, it's, I'm, I love this event, but also I don't need to play, uh, from you know 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. every single night because I might miss out on something. Right. It is definitely much more low key, and you're right. Like I thought that yesterday or the day before, whatever it was, we were driving and I had opened Pokemon Go and looked at. I had gifts piling up, and like I haven't really opened the app that much in the last couple of days. And I was like, why? I wonder. I guess there's not really anything going on. And I was like, you know, it's actually kind of nice to not be stressing out over like what i'm missing or what's happening or and i it's it is fun but it's good to have the break and i'm happy i'm happy that we have a break <laughs> like a much more low-key event but anybody i th- that that is proof positive enough that anybody who says pokemon go is a dead game is dead wrong that was a really bad pun but <laughs> like it's it's far from it at this point yeah there's uh, a lot of people playing and there's so much happening. Even if it's low-key stuff, there's always stuff happening, I feel like. I think with the uh, August stuff, uh, Raikou is back in Pokemon Go. So if uh, you missed out on the raid stuff, uh, it is now added to field research. So get your seven stamps if you're missing If you're missing uh, that. To shift gears a little bit, uh, this is off Pokemon's website. Uh, Ash and Pikachu return to the big screen. Latest Pokemon film, the Pokemon, the movie, The Power of Us, arrives in theaters for a limited engagement courtesy of Fathom events. Fathom? Fathom events. Is that what they're calling him? I'm sure. It's probably Fathom. (laughs) Probably. Uh, Phantom. Phantom Fathom. Phantom? Phantom with an F? It could be any of them at this point. Uh I guess, yeah, I guess I never said it out loud. Pokemon fans will have a good reason to head out to theaters later this year. Is that, like, shade on every other movie that has existed? And, like, who cares about Incredible 2? This is a reason to head out to theaters. This is the real reason. <laughs> uh, they have good reason to head out to theaters later this year when the newest Pokemon animated film comes to the big screen this holiday season. Pokemon the movie The Power of Us will have a limited theatrical theatrical release uh, on November 24th, 26th, and 20, 28th, as well as December 1st. Pokemon the movie The Power of Us tells the story of Ash and Pikachu, 
as they journey to a small seaside town filled with diverse sets of characters, including a young athlete, a compulsive liar, a shy researcher, a bitter old woman, and a little girl with a big secret. When you said said young athlete, I thought you were going to say young Ash. I was like, wait a second. Excuse me? Ash meets a young Ash. (laughs) Wouldn't surprise me. Um, The real question is, how does Ash die in this movie? Uh, Every year, (laughs) the townspeople gather to celebrate the legendary Pokemon Lugia, who who brings the wind that saved the town from destruction many years ago. The festival is a time for celebration when a Pokemon catching race and a ceremonial flame burning brightly to summon Lugia. Wait. The festival is a time for celebration with the Pokemon catching race and a celebrated flame burning brightly to summon Lugia. Okay. But when a series of incidents threatens just not the festival, but all the people and Pokemon who call their hometown it's going to take more than just Ash and Pikachu to save the day. Will these people be Uh-oh. able to put aside their differences and work together to rescue their town? Or the answer is yes. Or, Spoiler alert. <laughs> or will it all end in destruction? And then you can check out the, uh, the trailer right here. And it's like, what, a, a minute 30 trailer? Uh, we've seen the trailer before, but it's in English this time, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I I said this before before we started. You said, "Did you see the trailer?" And I said, "I remember seeing that, but I don't remember seeing the. I remember seeing it in Japanese, but I don't remember seeing the Zeraora stuff that's in in the English trailer." I mean, it's. I mean, like the the trailer. I guess if you wanted to know what happens in this movie, uh, I I can probably assume that Ash and Pikachu save the day. Um, I was gonna say, can we can we do like a our uh, like our own speculation based on what we know of Pokemon movies, what we think is going to happen in this movie. Well, it's already out in Japan, so I was going to say like you oh. could you you could literally just go to the Wikipedia or a Bubblepedia article and probably read the synopsis of what actually happens. But man, that's no fun though. Uh, no, no, and I I made it however many months without spoiling. I choose you. Yeah, which I think was worth it because that movie is a delight. But obvi- uh, Elephant in the Room, the other Lugia movie was called Pokemon the Movie 2000, The Power of One. This movie is called The Power of Us. So Yeah, I really, I I don't know, I like that. <laughs> I don't know, I don't really know why I like that. I it's like the fact that it's just a callback, I guess, but I like that they're doing that. Yeah. And we know that Lugia is in it, and we know that Zera, Zera Aura is in it. I still don't know how to say that Pokemon's name. But I think I'm, you did it. I think that was right. I'm I'm sure I'm sure they will say it multiple times, and most of the times when Ash says it, I bet it will be followed by a question mark. Yeah, like Zera Aura. <laughs> that was perfect. Beautiful. <laughs> uh, it looks great. I think for I Choose You, there was um two initial showings, and then afterwards they announced like a encore or whatever because it did so well that they brought it back again for like another two days i remember the victini movie was like one day uh maybe two days i remember that but um i didn't even know that got like a release 
Yeah, that was, uh, I mean, black and white had a lot of momentum behind it. You could say it's not always black or white. But it's not your heart black and white. always knows what's right. Yeah. Some would say it's not whether you win or lose, but it's the path you choose. And the path I choose is I'm probably going to go see this movie. <laughs> Uh, you cannot pre-order tickets yet, uh, but you can go to uh, Fathom to uh, enter your e- email address so they email you when tickets go on sale. It looks like they're predicting, uh, they said estimated general date will be September 27th. Now, if I recall correctly, Fathom is the company that hosted the Digimon movie that you and I saw in the theaters. Yes, and uh, they did. And they it did was host a disaster. <laughs> yes, they did also host I Choose You as well. Oh, they did. Okay, yeah. yeah. So they don't have a completely terrible track record in our area, at least. No, man, that Digimon movie was tough to watch, though. Yeah, there was like a real, real quick. Mike and I saw the Digimon, the fifth Digimon movie in theaters, and there was a real bad contrasting issue. Where everything was just overexposed and like either too dark or too bright, and multiple people complained and they said they were gonna fix it. And 90 minutes later, we walked out going, That wasn't fixed. And they never fixed it. Uh, I believe if you want a visual reference for what it looked like, there's a uh, common type of meme on the internet called deep fried memes, which are just like, blown out contrast and like really terrible color correction and it looked very similar to that it was bad it was, it was not not good hopefully uh the power of us is much better i'm sure it will be yeah I'm... i think pokemon's got that that big money over digimon <laughs> so it looks like it comes out the saturday after thanksgiving so i don't it's probably like that was the guess how america works that's probably a very popular movie going weekend but oh, i'm you, sure it is you got you got multiple dates so uh i would also wager to guess i bet they'd release zara aura during that time <laughs> yeah i probably i you think it's gonna be like a card release no i think it'll just be um like a card code i think it'll just be on their website but will we get cards at oh. the theater. Oh, yeah. I'm sure we'll get a TCG card. Now we're talking. I'm sure we will. Uh, real quick, I didn't have this in news, but I just remembered it mentioning Zara Aura. Uh, there's a bug right now going around in Mystery Gift where people are hacking Zara Auras in. And technically, uh, Sun and Moon does not have a dex entry for Zara Aura, Blacephalon, Stock Attack, Poiple, and Nagandadal, or however you say that. Uh, but somehow, uh, uh, Zara Aura will make it to your game in Sun and Moon and uh, lock, possibly lock up your game and or uh, fill a permanent bank, permanent box spot in your game that you cannot uh, get rid of. What? Do anything heck? with. Seriously? Only if you go through Mystery Trade or, I'm uh, sorry, uh, Wonder Trade. Oh, okay. But like you have no control if you're just wonder yeah. trading and you suddenly get Zara Aura wonder traded to you and you're using a copy of Sun and or Moon, you're kind of boned. Right. I don't know all the details about it. 
Um, but if you if you're curious and you want to look into that, if you're like obviously if you don't wonder trade, probably not the big of a deal. If you do wonder trade a lot, I would personally look into that. There's a couple problems with that. The first problem is it's one of the reasons why I don't trust wonder trade is because people can easily hack anything and just send it out to the world. The second problem is like on the Pokemon company because as much as people fantasize about Game Freak providing DLC for future games or any games, they don't. They don't even get to the point where they update old games, which is part of the problem. They could easily fix this if they just sent out a patch for Sun and Moon. Yeah, right. But they but they won't because <laughs> they don't care. <laughs> they yeah. put out a game and then they like will do a couple patches if it's related to like either something that is severely game breaking. Uh, like be- saving in a Pokemon Center in X and Y, or um, if it's competitive related. And now that we're almost two years removed from Sun and Moon, I I doubt anyone is... They've sold their games, they've moved on. They just... It, it, right. it, it sucks in both ends. Like, sucks from the person, people doing it, and it sucks from uh, Game Freak not actually supporting their stuff. Right. I'm sure there are incidents instances where they have supported something like two years later, but yeah, it's I it, that's always a weird conversation of like how long should you support a game past its release or like the release of a follow up, right? Because if you're doing Pokemon games every year or every two years or whatever, at what point do you? draw the line and say like this is not we're not going to be supporting this one anymore but that it's hard it's it's hard to say i i will say as far as bugs go they have a pretty good track record for like they may have some bugs but largely there's really not that many like game breaking things right in yeah just in general like I mean, comparatively never... speaking to like I everybody always points at Skyrim, but like Skyrim <laughs> that game has seen re releases and it's still buggy. Like <laughs> I can't ever remember when I have had a Pokemon game like lock up or freeze. I don't think I've ever had that. Or like happen. hard crash or anything. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I have either. But you know, they I guess if they're pumping them out as quick as they are at some point, they just have to say like uh well we'll support it in the launch window and then not support it anymore i guess i mean at least i wish i wish they just had like an end of life date of like hey on march 31st 2019 we are sending a final update to the game and then after this we are no longer supporting it or something of the sort where like sure. hey you can still do all this but you know this won't like wonder trade will be inactive and whatever right um, something or you uh, have bugs in wonder trade that <laughs> prevent you from doing certain things in the game or you know take up a permanent uh, box slot or something you know yeah i heard there was like a thing where you could send this glitched Pokemon to Pokemon Bank and then send it to Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, and then release it there um, because the game will recognize that it actually exists. But I feel like if you're wonder trading on Sun and Moon, mm, you probably don't have Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. (laughs) Sure. It's... This is, like, another... 
there's another part of this card. I mean, it's not related to Pokemon, but they just recently, within the last couple months, was that whole thing about the Splatoon hackers. I don't know if you heard about that or not. Yeah, I've heard about that. Where they would, uh, like, force you into the the level that wasn't released in online games, and then if you played in those online games, then and they recognized it, or they could could like see that your account had interacted with that level at some point, then they'd have like timed bans or something. Even though it's not your fault that you were playing on that map, somebody just automatically put you in that map because they yeah. hacked it in. Like it's such a weird that and this are like weird forms of hacking. Like well, yeah, it's it just, just such a strange like, thing. There's a difference between getting like perfect iv palkia through wonder trade of like yeah right who what are the odds for all your ivs to line up for perfect and then somebody to go like all right let's wonder trade this because it's not like you can breed for a perfect iv palkia but there's like a difference between getting like a perfect iv probably most likely like 98 percent sure that this is hacked palkia through wonder trade and then being like Oh, now I just got something that I can't even get rid of if I want to. That like yeah. just permanently ruined my box, and it sucks for those people that are just wonder trading because they want to wonder trade. Like they are getting yeah. shafted, just like those people in Splatoon. I was like, I didn't sign up for this, and now I'm getting dragged in. Right. It's. I, I wonder. I wouldn't. Have they said anything about wonder trade for Let's Go? Uh, there's no wonder trade for Let's Go. There's no GTS. You can trade and you can battle with people on your friends list, I believe. Okay. Gotcha. Um, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like maybe that's fine, right? Like, in this day and age where every, like most people have access to Pokemon communities through online platforms like, I don't know, Twitch or Discord or uh, online forums or Reddit or whatever. I mean, I Is see the appeal to for, like, a trade, random... Though. Like, it is Trades it is here? exciting to be like, oh, I got this. Because, like, nine times out of ten, you're probably getting Weedles. Yeah, true. <laughs> so yeah, I, like, I guess. I see the appeal, but at the same time, it's like... Like, I, I also feel like GTS has... Uh, like, I, I have grown to like GTS because I can use it without exchanging friend codes, which is, like, a huge hassle. So, like, yeah. what I do on streams is uh, I've, I've, I've gotten into breeding... I've come a long way in this podcast. Let me tell you, eight, eight, seven, eight years ago, I would have. I hated breeding. I hated shiny hunting. Here I am. Uh, so I was, I was breeding hidden ability, phantoms was the hidden ability's harvest. Harvest uh, with the adamant nature because Trevidan is a physical attacker. Don't get me started on what Smogon suggests. I wanted adamant. I picked adamant. Caught, <laughs> caught one in a friend ball. So then all the babies would be in friend balls. So I have this hidden ability, phantom, in a friend ball, adamant nature, trevident, that I bred a bunch of. I eventually got a shiny one for myself. And then I was like, I want to trade you guys these because that's cool. And, you know, you if you decide to um, breed these for a shiny, you can then pass on the friend ball. All seems cool, right? And right. I was like... You know what the biggest hassle is? Is like there's like 200 of you watching me right now to like add 100 people and then to like delete 100 people and then add another 100 people just to trade 200 phantoms. Right. That is the biggest pain. So GTS came in when somebody was like, just 
have everyone upload the same garbage Pokemon and just have them nickname it. And then you go through <laughs> GTS and you just find the nicknames and then you can trade that way. And it worked amazingly. I think what we had, oh, we had people do Baskelin, uh, because when you looked at the GTS, there's like 200 search results for Caterpie because everyone's putting up Caterpies for Zekrom. Um, and then you go to Baskelin and there's like three people putting up Baskelins for like, I don't know, Hoopa or something, because everyone has the most ridiculous request on GTS. So <laughs> then all of a sudden, GTS in the Basculin was filling up with all these Basculins named ISE, so I could just find them and be like, oh, I, this Basculin's named ISE, you're getting a Phantom. This Basculin's named ISE, you're getting a Phantom. And then I can very quickly find all of them, because I'm just looking at Basculin, and then as soon as I get my 200 Basculin, I start deleting them, because <laughs> that's the only respectable thing to do with Basculin. Right. Once you receive it, you delete it. I mean, aren't you kind of like leaning more towards liking Basculin now? I am. Yeah, my uh, one of my one of my friends sent me two little Basculin plushes for for my birthday as a joke of because I hated this, but now like the plushes <laughs> are so detailed and you can like clearly see the differences, and I kind of like Basculin a little bit. There's actually a lot of differences that are very apparent once they're in plush form. Yeah. I mean, it's just... I, I like it on the principle that it's, like, such a weird Pokemon. Like, it's such a... I still think that it's super boring, but it's it's also just such a strange Pokemon <laughs> that people are instantly upset about that I just don't it makes get me like it a little bit more. Why they're just not also gender different. Like, why are they just not a Hippowdon or, like, a Meowstic where, like, the blue one is female and the red one is male? Because like, that's too easy. I, this I needs guess. to be weirder. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. But, yeah, uh, Wonder Trade is weird. Something. It's something. I can't say that I will super miss it, I guess, in Let's Go. That, you know, who who's who knows it? It may be back in Gen 8, but... I I won't miss it a ton in Let's Go. Yeah. Got one more bit of news here. Speaking of Let's Go, what a transition. Ooh. Actually successful. I know. Eventually I got there. Okay, so this is this is oh also Celestial Storm came out. There's your TCG coverage of the episode. <laughs> there you go. There it is. All right. That's, so this that's is the coverage. Dot esports.com which we've never reported on before. I don't I can't say I've heard of them before uh before this article came out. I will read it. It's from July 29th, came out on my birthday. Uh here's how finding shiny pokemon will work in Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee. Did you hear about this? I did not. I'm intrigued. The Nintendo VS UK event in London earlier uh earlier today came with a free few good surprises for Pokemon fans. A ragtag team of four went on stage to win a squads match of Fortnite Battle Royale in front of a roaring crowd. I already don't believe this article. Uh, and a bunch of unreleased games were on display. On were also on display. But Nintendo pur- surprised media personnel attending the event with a small tech demo of Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Pokemon Let's Go Eevee, and it was available to try out in the press area. The surprises didn't end there, though. As we explored Viridian Forest in a short demo, 
we encountered an extremely rare, shiny, wild Pokemon. The employees looking after the booth over the weekend claimed up until that point, they've only seen two people find a shiny Pokemon in the wild. So, we got pretty lucky. But from that little bit of luck, we can now reveal what trainers will need to look out for when they head into the wild this November after the game is released. A shiny Pokemon won't look any different than any other Pokemon in the overworld when it appears. It will have the same color. There's a catch, however. A small glimmer, an aura, gives a player a chance to know if the Pokemon they are looking for is shiny. Small star-like particles will appear above the Pokemon in the overworld to indicate it's a shiny Pokemon. Then all you need to do is touch it and catch it before it disappears from the map. It should be noted though that this is a demo version of the game, but from what we've heard at the event, this might be how shiny Pokemon work in the retail release. Uh, shiny Pokemon being included in the game should come at no surprise to avid Pokemon fans. At E3, some of the developers confirmed that if you own shiny Pokemon in Pokemon Go, it will also be shiny when you transfer it to the Let's Go series. But this is the first real confirmation that the shiny Pokemon are indeed catchable in the wild. Interesting. So this is fine. Oh, no. I guess like this is such a little thing, but it bothers me a lot. I don't know if you know what I'm going to say here. They write I this, have a lot of like weird feelings about this, but go ahead. They write this article and they say they found this extremely rare shiny Pokémon. Yeah. And they never mention They don't say what it is. Which is like it's such a little detail and I don't like I feel like if you're if you're if you're if if you're not listening to this podcast if for some reason this appeared on your Facebook and like you just like read it it was like oh cool I'm excited for these games but what a weird detail to just leave out again like yeah. it doesn't make or break the article but like I feel like if you're reporting on this like that is Maybe like I just being like we found a shiny Weedle or like we found a shiny Caterpie and it was gold instead of green. But like to say like we found a shiny Pokemon and then just gloss over what you actually found is right. actually infuriating to me. Was there not? Is there no? Uh, there's no video. There's no screenshot. I, I don't think I believe this. What is this? This article? So it's, it's off dot esports dot esports and Nintendo VS is like the Nintendo versus thing. I don't know if you followed on Twitter. It's like the Splatoon, the Arms, probably Smash oh, Brothers. Yeah. Well, this is the Nintendo sure. VS UK event. Okay. First of all, here's a question. Okay. Why why would they bring Pokemon to that? I mean, it's Nintendo. They probably have like dev kits of all the games that they can show. Sure, maybe. I don't know. Because Nintendo VS UK would be official Nintendo at that point. Okay. I but guess the other yeah, thing... I guess. I don't know. Like, why would they not bring Smash? Why would they bring Pokemon to, like, a competitive event? Like, why is Pokemon there? And maybe they did bring Sp Smash. I don't know. Maybe they didn't bring anything. Who knows at this point? <laughs> no, they probably did. But, like, why... I, I don't know. I, I think about games journalism i guess when i like read read articles and stuff and it, i am used to getting like a play-by-play -play of an event that someone is covering like oh we got to play this demo here is like a literal play-by-play -play of what we did can i can i stop you right it. here yeah sure the person who wrote this article 
Adam yeah. Newell. I'm sure I'm a really nice guy. He's written sure. a lot of Pokemon Go related articles on this website. Uh, I'll just read some of the titles here. Uh, he wrote this the next day. Motion co- controls are not required to throw Pokeballs and let's go Pikachu, let's go Eevee. Sure, I'm, I'm sure that that could be believable. Also wrote an article, the Pokeball Plus isn't worth the price. That's an interesting title for an ar- article about a device that's not out yet. <laughs> Maybe he got to play it at Nintendo v- versus UK. Maybe he got to use the Pokeball and he can tell you that it's not worth it. I, I don't know. I, I don't know that this is, a, this is a weird article. Like It's weird because I don't. If you said Polygon or The Verge or like any other, I don't know, Nintendo Life or somebody that I guess I recognize, I'd be like, okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, I believe it. That's weird. You don't read dot .esports every day when you wake up? Sure, sure don't. Uh, I mean, not saying not not like no attack on them or anything, but I just have never heard of it until now. But the other thing that like is weird to me about this is why why wouldn't it just follow the same mechanics that Pokemon Go follows for shiny Pokemon? In that you don't know if it's going to be shiny or not. Like well, why the add other- the mechanic of like. It spark it has sparkles over its head and then it runs away and you gotta catch it. From my understanding, that when when a Pokemon spawns in Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee, you remember the the blue aura and the red aura? Blue aura meaning it's like undersized, red meaning it's bigger. Oh yeah, yeah. So when they spawn, they don't last forever. So all Pokemon will eventually like despawn. Sure. After a set Which is of like time. similar to Pokemon Go, right? Um yeah. And so I would assume the shiny Pokemon is the same. From my understanding, from what I've read, not in the, not what I've read, what I've heard, not in this article. This is why I was like weird about bringing bringing this article up. Is the sparkles only appear for just a split second, and then you don't know anymore? Oh, I see. Okay. Um, hmm. But like, it's it, it it could be real, right? But at the same time, it's like. What they're saying just seems like what it would be in Pokemon Go, which we already know is like you see all these Pokemon in the overworld. You don't know if they're shiny until you encounter them and then eventually they despawn and stuff. So like that just makes sense. But then to add like the sparkles, okay, sure. Um, that could or could not be a thing. It's just very, it's, it's either just lazy writing or it's just like, I heard somebody at the event talk about this, so I'm going to report on it. Because, like, if you were actually there and you saw it happen, why don't you mention the Pokemon? Like, that, I just can't get over that. I just can't get over the fact that they wrote an article. Maybe, like, a lot of people read this and was like, oh, cool, we know. But, like, that detail, I think, is actually really important for journalism. Yeah, I agree with you. Did other people cover this? No, every time I found an article, it came back to this one. It came back to dot .esports every single time. Interesting. Hmm. Okay. I don't know. I guess remains to be seen. I'm going to I'm going to uh say I'm feeling a little skeptical about this one, but I'm not outright saying they're wrong <laughs> or that they're lying or something. I'm just, you know, I I'm I'm skeptical. We'll see. I yeah. guess. Yeah, it's just the mechanic in general seems strange to me, but 
I mean, I have no doubt that there will be wild encountered shiny Pokemon in this game. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Not a doubt in my mind. Well, I uh, think- Can we talk about, real quick, the biggest news in regards to Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee that had the whole internet buzzing in the last week? Oh, yeah. Sorry, that was my where- last, last bit of news. I completely closed the window on accident and then forgot until you brought it up. But yes, I know exactly what you're going to talk about. Uh, are are you thinking what are you are you leaping to the same conclusions that I am? Look, I love frogs. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. Maybe you feel. Do you want to explain what happened, or do you want me? You okay, give the like backstory. So there was um, there were five walking animations that were shown for Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee. And they're all in Japanese. There's no, like, English versions of these. Um, and they're all about 20 to 25 seconds long. And so we see some new Pokemon that can follow behind you, as we know. Uh, every single Pokemon in Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee can follow behind you. It was uh, highly requested from the Pokemon community to have following Pokemon. So we saw Golem. Uh, which would r- r- roll up into a ball and roll behind you. We saw Electrode, which we, we've seen before, but we've seen more seconds of Electrode just rolling behind the trainer. Uh, Electrode s- is very funny to me in that it just like rolls on its face. Yeah. It's, it's such a good Pokemon. <laughs> uh, the most adorable one, uh, which made me instantly love this Pokemon more, was Caterpie, which like... When you were walking through the tall grass, Caterpie would get lost because it's so tiny. Yeah. Uh, it was so good. And also, Caterpie, like, struggled to keep up, which was also amazing. It's very uh, cute. The other one was Onyx, which we've seen before, especially if you watched the Nintendo Treehouse demo. Back at E3, we saw them get on and off Onyx a couple times during that demo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the final Pokemon was Venusaur. And this is what... Uh, the internet lost their mind, either uh, either very happy or very upset. <laughs> um, that Venusaur uh, moves like a frog, and it it's, hops along. It's almost like if you removed the flower from its back, it literally is just a giant frog. <laughs> it's just a whole frog. <laughs> I, I guess mean, a lot I, of people didn't like... This is what's mind-blowing to me, is that so few people, I guess, n- recognized the Bulbasaur line as, like, frog-based, I guess. I didn't realize that so few, like, so few people were able to draw that conclusion. Like, yeah, it's such a, it's so funny to me, because if you just take the plants off of them, they're just frogs. <laughs> Yeah, yes, I think this, it could be the sore that throws people off because they think dinosaur. Sure. But also, like, what dinosaur is that? <laughs> I'll tell you, it's a, it's a frog. It's a good question. What dinosaur is that? It's just such a funny thing because it's we, like clearly just, like just fr- like frogs hiding in plain sight and nobody knew. <laughs> in, a, in a lot of the anime... You you normally see Venusaur not moving at all, uh, with the exception I'm I, I did uh, I did faint research on this, um, with the exception of the very first Pokemon movie with Mewtwo and Mew, 
Uh, there is a Venusaur versus Venusaur fight. Mewtwo's Venusaur versus, uh, I don't know, nameless character's Venusaur. What that dude was. He was wearing an orange jacket. Uh, but they, they both walk towards each other. So there's like, yeah. you could point and be like, there's no hopping there. But I think, I think there's a difference between like a Pokemon slowly walking into a battle to look intimidating and like a Venusaur frantically trying to keep up with its trainer running at breakneck speed to the next town. <laughs> I think it's amazing. I love the way I think it moves. It's great. I think it's really great. I I remember like I guess maybe I don't know. I remember there was uh some photoshop of like a frog with like a clove of garlic on its back and that was like a bulbasaur joke. And I think that maybe was I don't know one of the first times that I was like, "Oh, okay. Like I see it now." Like I guess that makes sense, but I guess it just didn't like once you realize that it's a frog, like it's really hard to not. It's it's so hard to not be like. Are you kidding me? How did I never see this? <laughs> I think it's adorable though. I love I love that leap, that it does. I do too, and it's it's kind of why I just love Pokemon in general is because it took. 20 plus years for us to see Venusaur have a bit of a hustle. Yeah. And when we finally see it, it was like, heck yeah, this is worth the payoff. <laughs> like, think about how many Pokemon that we just haven't seen move yet. Yeah, that's true. And we Also, fu- how many Pokemon, like, maybe are also just a very obvious reference hiding in plain sight that we just don't realize until... It moves, and then we all go, "Oh my God, that's what it is!" <laughs> think of oh, how many it f- was a. Think uh, of how many Pokemon are just actually frogs. Yeah, they're all just frogs. Th- all of them, Charmander, that's frog. <laughs> Squirtle, frog. The whole, f- the whole line is just frogs. The whole Kanto line. The, the also like if you literally go to Bulbapedia, it says that. Uh, Venusaur has uh, common stuff with frogs and toads uh, yeah. and other reptiles. Uh, anyways, the pushback I got was a, a Pokemon that large cannot like hop like that. What? Says who? Uh, that says the internet. Uh, Venusaur only weighs 220 pounds, not that much. But my, my argument back to them is, have you ever seen a hippo run? Because let me tell you, if you're trying to run away from a hippo, oh, it'll outspeed you. Those things are super fast and super heavy. <laughs> I don't... Who are these, like... Who are these movement police? Who are these, like, reality physics police for Pokemon? I don't understand it. Hippos... You're playing... <laughs> hippos weigh 3,000 to 4,000 pounds. And they run. Venusaur weighs 220 pounds, U.S., and a hippo can run 19 miles an hour. <laughs> That's so amazing. It's all, it's all relative, too, though, right? Like, Don't tell me that Venusaur could not. To our size. Yeah. No. I'd, I'd, I mean, Venusaur could fly. You could tell me Venusaur uses its 
vines to or the flower on its back as a propeller and it's a he- helicopters across the cross route 7 with you i would believe it because it's just it's a it's not a real creature <laughs> it's you know it's it's all it's all uh it's whatever they want it to be at this point i guess um, I'll just read this off Bulbapedia. Alternatively, Venusaur's large, rounded snout, wide mouth, wide eyes, bumpy, wart-like skin, and quad uh, quadruple-like movement are vaguely similar to certain amphibians, such as those as the common toad. Unlike Bulbasaur, Venusaur's ears do have hollows indicating that they are, in fact, ears, not glands, as seen in many species of frogs and toads. The flower on its back resembles the Raphselia arnaldi, which is commonly called the corpse lily. Oh man, corpse li- lilies are weird. It, I thought that's it, what Vileplume was based it, off of. It could be, but this literally looks like Bulbasaur's back. This flower is really disturbing looking, actually. Aren't they like, don't they, isn't the reason that they're called the corpse lily because they smell like... It has like a, a very strong and unpleasant odor of decaying flesh. There it is. Gross. Where are these located? Uh, Not, yeah, this is what Vileplume is based on, too. I mean, if you look at, like, if you Google Corpse Lily, it looks like Vileplume. <laughs> it's just it's just Vileplume. Um, I guess, like, somebody at Game Freak really obsessed with this flower. Yeah, maybe. Or I mean, it is, like, cool nature, right? Uh, yeah, it's like based interesting on the same things that nature makes. Well, I feel like every single Pokemon, like their names, like once you break down their names, you're just like, oh, this is super, super obvious and very punny. And then, like when you break down what it's based off of, you're just like, oh, duh, of course it's it's this. It was like right. the one time on Lo- Alola vacation when Irene was like, Smeargle's a monkey, and I was like, what are you talking about? Smeargle's a dog. She's like, what do you mean? And I was like, it's literally a beagle. Like, it's smear plus beagle. Like, Smeargle. It's a, it's a, also like, I don't know, I don't know what monkeys she's seen, but that doesn't look like a monkey to me at all. I mean, I, I, if you quickly glance at it, I can see the monkeyness because it's like tail is, is it like, the tail? The tail, I guess, I yeah. Guess, yeah. When you're just like focused so much on the tail. But it's literally a dog wearing a, a French beret. <laughs> yes. It's the the whole head is just a whole dog head. <laughs> its Japanese name is Dubal, which it just means dog doodle dabble or doable. <laughs> That's awesome. That's an awesome sentence. I yeah, I think uh I think like a lot of you uh, uh, I think just uh, me included I like I am guilty of this. Just a lot of people overthink Pokemon. They're real basic at yeah, their core. Yeah, they are core. very basic. Uh, and that's what makes them so great. I think so. I certainly think so. Now that you've said this Bioplume thing, like, that totally makes sense. Its name yeah, is literally Vile. <laughs> yeah, it's a stinky, but like, flower plume. I I remember seeing that, though, at, like, one of those points in time where I would went down some kind of google hole and i was i found it and i was like oh that looks exactly like it that's amazing and then i was like man i i feel like everybody probably already knew this (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i still get people with the rks system every now and then the rks system 
because Savali's ability is the RKS system, which is like, if you say it real fast, it's Arceus, which is what Savali is based off of. See, but now what what animal is Arceus based off of? It's based off like a deer, goat. I don't know what it's based off of. I've looked it up before. I don't know. This actually, is this is your Pokemon asking. of the week. Uh, Arceus is based on uh, based on a creator deity presented in many worlds cultures. Arceus's stance is similar and general for Arceus's stance and general form are similar to the Egyptian bull and cal- calf 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 idols, particularly <laughs> the apis or the. The, the I, I don't know how to say that. APIS. I'm sure Apis? there's what I said. I would assume Apis. Based on its appearance and attack movements in the 3D games, Arceus may also be modeled over after a horse or a llama. The arc on its back is inspired by the Darkachara, uh, which is something. What? Which is the the wheel of Dar- Dharma, which is a uh, okay a Buddhist that I'm aware of a Buddhist thing. Uh, I didn't know it had that uh, the darka. Tar- I don't. I don't know what. You I don't said, know. But I don't know. Darka charka, uh, which is used to re- represent a concept similar to the reincarnation in Hinduism. The concept, the conception of the first god, may be influenced by the Shito gods, uh, Kunitokahachi, and oh my goodness, these words are just getting bigger and bigger. Uh, a Miniamishikanishi. The heck Oof. is this? It's a heavily ancestral god of origin, heart, and the universe, according to the Koji Kai. Who? That's a huge word. Um, who is summoned by some other uh, names I can't say. It's also based on some Chinese mythical creatures. Its myth is nearly identical to the cosmic egg found in the creation of myths and many cultures and civilizations. Oh man, there are a lot more words here. I can't say it goes back to uh, Buddhism, though. At one point, and um, what is the cosmic egg? European culture, typically, the world egg is the beginning of some sort and universe of pre-mortal beings coming into existence by an egg hatching. Oh my God! Can I read that? Not that that was. I didn't mean t- for that to relate so closely to what we were talking about, but. <laughs> Can I can I read this name origin portion real quick? What? Because this is like for Arceus. Oh sure. Because this is this for me. Like any time in the past that you've said it's Arceus because this is how you like pronounce the name and this is what. This so is the three D Pokedex Pro says it. This is this is what sells me on it right here. I I whenever I can like find what the word is that it, that it's referencing that it relates to or whatever then. It makes sense to me. Like I just need to draw that line between the two things. And this is this is off of Bulbapedia, uh, and it says Arceus may be a combination of Arch or Arc, most extreme or highest Archon, a Greek word that means ruler or lord, or Arcanus, Latin for secret or mystery, and Archaic, which is ancient. All of those things, whether it it is it is reliant on those or not which I feel like it has to be to some degree is enough of how like using those pronunciations is enough to convince me that that is how you pronounce Arceus. <laughs> Cause they all are arc. <laughs> yes. And it all makes sense for what Arceus is supposed to be. 
I mean, it goes even more to the point where, like, it mentions Ark and Arceus, the yeah. aspect of an astral plane. Early on, I think they said Arceus, and I think there's an interview where they said, like, oh, yeah, we changed that because Arceus sounds a lot like Arse, which I think Al would be like, that's that's a word of my country. That's how we say <laughs> booty. Is that... Ki- that was a good impression. Yeah, thank you. I'm sure Al is proud. I just watched wrestling and Sheamus was on and I was like, oh yeah, I remember the kiss my arse match and I was like, ugh. Back this in the is day. This family friendly This is, yeah, family podcast, friendly. My, my apologies. I was, I meant booty. There we go. Much better. Uh, but I think there was an interview being like, yeah, we, we were like, we need to get away from this pronunciation because it's sounding a lot like a word we don't want it to sound like. But also, like, we've had this conversation sure. before. Who decides what it sounds like? Like, Arceus is the same in every language. Mo- I think most mythical Pokemon, like Mew, it's the same in every one. I think that was, like, the big thing about mythical Pokemon is they wanted to make sure that no matter what language you spoke, uh, everyone could say the same. Like, you just know it. Right. Who decides that at that point? Is that, like... Because Snorlax is not the same in, maybe that's a bad example. Charizard is not the same in English as it is in Japanese. So do, like, who makes the distinction on how Charizard should be said? Whereas, like, this, it's the same for everything. So who makes the distinction of how that is said? It's very, they just need to put out a, like, they just need a full Pokedex that says every name. Yeah, just, that's all we need. Give us official pronunciations, and everybody can... You think at this point, though, like, they're purposefully not doing that because they're like, ah, let's let people pronounce them how they want because it's fun. And it it makes it interesting when people debate how something is said or... I would believe that if they... they, I I don't know, because, like, when you watch... When you watch that... That, uh, The Power of Us trailer, they, like... They're really emphasizing that A part of Pokemon. They're like, they really are pushing that. And I felt like they never really pushed that that hard before, especially with the four kids stuff. I don't know. You watch some of the Kanto stuff, like Indigo Indigo League, that that announcer, and Ash too. Like, there's a lot of Pokemon, like, yeah. really pushing that. And maybe, I don't know, I just feel like it's popping up a lot more where they're like, very very much making sure that people are saying like the right thing i mean like when that's your brand i think you care about that right like i'm sure pepsi would be upset if people were like it's pepi (laughs) (laughs) oh pepi pepsi would be like please stop doing this it's pepsi (laughs) good old bepis it's my favorite favorite soft drink all right i think that'll wrap up our show (laughs) you guys kind of got pokemon of the week without without us really uh indirectly yeah, direct um, Pokemon of the week. Uh, well, thank you, Micah, for being on. I know you were really busy this week, but you were able to sneak hey, on. Thanks for having me. Uh, we'll be back next it's week. Will should be back. Uh, I don't. Some other people will be back. Oh yeah, uh, I will be going to the Pokemon World Championships on whatever weekend that is. Uh, August twenty fourth, twenty fifth, twenty sixth. I'll be there the twenty seventh for a little bit too. So, um. If you're going, 
in uh, Nashville. I will be there. I believe Michael will be there. There, possibly, undetermined. Poss- possibly, possibly, possibly. So um, I don't want to say yes and then like I don't know disappoint the three people that want to see yeah, us. The whole one person that is actually interested in seeing me at all, and the ten people who are excited to see you. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, but uh, they're distributing Meloetta there. If you are, if you are. Dying to get a legit Meloetta. It will be there for distribution. So that's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, I think that'll wrap up our episode. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. Micah is at Micah the Brave. I am at Dragging a Lake. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Pokemon Podcast. And otherwise, Twitch keep streams. On. <laughs> keep on hunting those monsters. Uh, otherwise, <laughs> twitch.tv slash PKMNCast if you need something to watch during the week. Usually during the day or the evening, I'm streaming uh, Shiny Badge Quest right now. We're looking for our fifth Shiny Pokemon as of this uh, recording. I just su- somehow got suckered into soft resetting for a fossil. I hate soft resetting. But See, you've, you're coming around, though. So much has changed. It. I hate it so much. Reviews in iTunes, you know that. And uh, something, something, Facebook, something, something, Instagram. Uh, they're in the show notes but uh thank you guys so much for listening this has been another episode of the pokemon podcast and we are super effective Exciting. Super effective. How's that? <laughs> Good. Use the second one. <laughs>